Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in here uh, for episode 6 of the X-Button Gaming Podcast. Do you like collecting video games, or heck, just collecting things in general? Well, so do I. <laughs> and this is an episode that I'd wanted to do. Actually, part of the inspiration for why I even started this podcast is just my uh, love of collecting uh, video games and video game related things. So, that's the majority of this episode, what we talk about. It went a little long, but think that's because we just really enjoyed talking about our collections and it's not even just about video game collections but other things we collect too so I hope you're able to uh, find something that you enjoy in the episode and like always please feel free to leave me any feedback at xbuttongaming on Instagram or xbuttongaming1 on Twitter enjoy What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 6 of the X-Button Gaming Podcast. Glad that you could all join us here, and today we have a new guest. We have my friend James here with us. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm really glad to be here. Well, good. I'm glad that you're glad to be here, and I bet Alex is glad to have his only second break <laughs> throughout all of this. <laughs> yeah, I, those are it's big shoes to fill. Alex and Nick have been clear pros and uh, so I'm a little nervous but more excited so. well they are going to be listening and judging yeah. wholeheartedly so Sweet. looking forward do, to that do a good job <laughs> well <clears throat> so you know the the process here we basically start off each episode by talking about what we've been playing lately so let's go ahead and start with you what have you been playing and it can even be a couple months if you want because we haven't had you on here before yeah. but what are some good gaming moments you've been um, having in the last couple months well uh right now I'm, I'm playing a little bit of something on on everything actually um so for starters on switch i've been playing um shining ruby you know pokemon shining Sh- ruby shining ruby right Shining Pearl. Shining Pearl. Yes, <laughs> I made my own video game, and that's yeah. what it's called. You mixed it together. I like a shiny ruby way yeah. more than I like a stupid pearl. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So yes, Shining Pearl. Um, that's what I've been playing on Switch. Having a good time there. Seven gyms in, almost done. Hey, you're getting there. Better than me. I'm still only two gyms in, trying to hatch that stupid shiny oh. crow dunk. That, that is pain right there. That's right, folks. I have now hatched over 5,000 eggs <laughs> and have still not gotten it. So You've really got a Masuda it, man. Uh, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've made mistakes. Now I'm so far, I'm so deep in, I don't know how to get out. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I'm waiting to do that with Kranidos once I get through the game and I have, like, the, whatever, the guy, the IV Raider, you know? So you can make sure you get game. the right one. I need his that genes to be good. Perfect Kranidos. It needs to be genetically superior. Uh, well, it, it will be because it came from my Kranidos. <laughs> Dose. That's true. <laughs> I traded you mine, so his yeah. genes are near perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, um, have you been enjoying Shining Pearl so far? Yeah, yeah, I have been. Um, I think I was telling you this the other day. Like back, I, I feel like I ate up everything that was Pokemon, and I kind of still do now these days. But back then, um, Ruby and Sapphire kind of lost me. Gen three. Yeah, I was, I I was the same. I don't think I finished <clears throat> it, and honestly, I don't even think I played. Uh, diamond and pearl much but when platinum came out you know kind of the i don't know the sequel of them you could say i ate that up and it was great and it kind of like rekindled my spark for pokemon and then black and white really just cemented it because it was so mm-hmm. good and then began our pokemon tournament yes that is now kaput yes. for anybody listening looking for incriminating evidence yeah sorry <laughs> it sad, is gone sad story but <laughs> but it was fun while it lasted it was it really was but so shining pearl is bringing you back to the uh the days of when you were playing Platinum? I think so, yeah. I really like Platinum. And I, I'm having a good time 
on this. I'm a little shocked by how much I like this game, considering Game Freak didn't even really make... Well, you know, like their B team worked on it, basically. Yeah. I, I, I haven't played that much of it, obviously, though my hours clocked say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. But what I have played, I, I have enjoyed. And, like, the game got a lot of hate for the, the chibi look of the characters. Yeah. And the load times and the battles, but none of it bothered me that much. I don't know. I thought that it was a pretty good... Um, yeah. Remaster. I feel like remake? visually remake. It's yeah. A remake. Oh yeah, you guys talked about that. The difference between a remake <laughs> and, and a remake. I still get it wrong. I every still time. don't. I still don't fully understand it. But I think it's a. It's a remake. It's a remake because they be- rebuilt it from the ground up. Yeah. So, it, but I, I mean, I've enjoyed it. I look forward to finally being able to finish it. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. You'll we're, get there. You were saying something though. Um. What was I going to? Oh, I was. I think you talked about the visuals. You know, people complained about the chibi art style or whatever, and I feel like visually it actually looks pretty good. It looks better than I expected it to in person. Especially like when you're in battle, sometimes you can look at the, you can see the backgrounds, but maybe it's like a tree line or like mountains or, mm-hmm. or even like a, if you're on a lake, you can see the sea and everything. Like that actually looks pretty nice to me. I feel like they did a good job on the background details, um, set aside from the sprites or whatever. But yeah, I mean it's one of those cases where because they weren't going for true next gen graphics, yeah. they spent a lot of time on detail. And so, I mean, of course, I would have noticed because I spent so much time there. But even at the daycare area right there, I like there are just some Pokemon that are running about in, like, the pinned area at the daycare. Uh And, like, the little details, there's a, I think it's a, is it Bunnelby? No, that's not, that's too old. There's something there that he, like, runs, it, like, runs around. And, like, sometimes it'll go really fast. And, like, I don't know. Like, you can tell that they put a lot of detail into how things move and interact with the world around it. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I, I haven't been disappointed with it. Yeah, no, I, I'm honestly enjoying it a lot. And then the underground, the, the battle, is it Battle Underground? What is it called? Just um, the Grand Underground. The Grand Underground. Yeah, yeah, I really am enjoying that extra stuff and the ability to catch mons that wouldn't be otherwise available and the little kind of sort of mini games, you know. Yeah, with the digging for the yeah. stones and yeah. statues and stuff. It's good times. It, it really is. is. I've enjoyed the Underground, too. Yeah. Uh, so what else? You said you've been playing something on every system. Um, I've yeah. also been spending more time than I should be um, on the Xbox playing infinite um, more multiplayer an than infinite ca- amount of time an infinite amount of time I, I, I've been playing technically a finite amount of my time on infinite okay but it doesn't feel finite it feels more like infinite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is fun though it's really fun man the multiplayer especially mm-hmm. really it's a, really it's a throwback to the good old days oh man 20 years, which is really insane. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The original Xbox came out that long ago, and we used to have LAN parties. Uh, yeah, you know. And times have changed. Times have changed. But, yeah, they, I mean, you. but you've been enjoying it? I know I have. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, the campaign, I've probably done a couple hours in, and it's it's fun, but, it, like, I, I honestly find myself, when I'm playing campaign, in the back of my head, I'm like, I just want to be playing multiplayer right now. No, you guys were always like that. You and your brother. Yeah, it's You true. never finished the campaign on any of those. You know, it's true. go back to multiplayer. It's so true. It's so true. And that's, I think that just speaks to the kind of games that I tend to gravitate towards more. Is you the, like competitive. I like playing against other people, whether it's for fun or competitive, yeah. you know? So I always like the story in those games, um, but I, one of the things I like most is throughout the series, you're always able to play co-op. Yeah. And I was disappointed when I found out Infinite does not have yeah. uh, co-op, that either local true. or online. Um, which is like, I know the game, they're kind of going for more of an open world feel, but yeah. I just, to me, like that's always what the series has been about. Yeah. Um, was playing with a buddy. Like I have fond memories of playing with you guys or with my friend Chris or yeah. just so many different people we'd play through the first couple with. And 
I don't know. So that that was a bit of a bummer to me. But I, I haven't played the campaign at all. Yeah, the like I said, the campaign is really good, and uh, is, I mean, from what I've seen, it's gotten really good reviews from the critics, whoever they are. Um, but I do wonder if they're going to add in co-op uh, at some point, like retroactively, just put it in. Nowadays, you never know. It's, if people wanted enough, they might. Because that would be just, really cool. It's. It seems like it would. I shouldn't say this. I don't know anything, but it seems like it'd be that somewhat easy to add yeah. co-op to it. Yeah. But. Well, it's it's they're kind of like releasing the game in phases, anyways, right? Like they, they launched multiplayer the, yeah. and then campaign was like, what two weeks or maybe even a month later? I'm not even sure. It was a couple weeks ago, but yeah, it was. There was a big gap between the two, but yeah. I'm glad you've been enjoying it. Yeah, I, know I have too. Um, and then, so what have you been playing on PlayStation? On PS5, round uh, out the Trinity. I don't want to spoil anything about Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, yeah. I, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, I hope they see it soon because yes, it was phenomenal. It was very good. So good. Me like <laughs> Oh, man, it was so good. But it, anyway, you've been playing Spider-Man then? Yeah, I've been playing it. Well, yeah, I kind of... I had started Miles Morales like a couple... I'm like maybe like a month ago or so, and you know me. I have a hard time splitting my focus <laughs> in more than one area, especially in video games. But I have been... I've probably spent a couple hours now in Miles Morales and just reminding myself how much I loved the first Spider-Man on PS5, and this is just as good. So, Yeah, I liked uh, Miles Morales. I liked both of them a lot, but there was something about Miles Morales that, I don't know, I just really, there's something about the feel of that game that really spoke to me. Maybe it's because it was in wintertime. Like, I was thinking that, actually, like the seasonal, snowy, it felt different, you know? Like, yeah. Not to spoil the, uh, the, the plot at all, but, you know, Peter Parker in this... Is kind of conveniently out of the picture in this game, and so mm-hmm. focuses on Miles and his family, and it's pretty cool. And he kind yeah. of just takes the mantle for this game. Yeah, it was really good, even though it definitely felt kind of like an expansion in its length because That's... it just wasn't very long. Yeah, what was there was just it was fun. It wasn't I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I liked both of those games though. I look forward to the next one. Yeah, which is going to be both of them against Venom, according to the trailer. What? So you didn't see that trailer. Oh, the reveal the trailer. trailer. Can yeah, watch they, it right now. <laughs> we'll watch it after this. Yeah, okay. But the reveal—they did a reveal trailer during the uh, one of Sony's State of Plays, probably two months ago. But yeah, it's definitely—it showed them fighting off against Venom. Oh man! So this is going to be. I wonder what it's going to be called. Do you know what the title of the game is? No, I don't think they. It, I don't think they said a title. Is it going to be kind they, of a team up kind of thing, like Spider Men? Maybe that's or? what they made it look like. It's definitely going to be the two of them. Yeah. Against. Venom is the main bad guy, so nice. that's how they sold that preview. At least, of course, anything could change between now and then. But nice. I love the concept of it. Topher Grace going to make an appearance. Uh, we can only hope. <laughs> and you saw that same team, Insomniac, is also working on a Wolverine game, right? Are they really? Yeah. So I'm stoked. Nice. I mean, I, Wolverine's not my favorite character, oh. but I love the X Men. So anything X Men related, I eat yeah, up. Like be, I will, I will yeah. always play it. That'll be very interesting. I'd so, like to see where they'll go with Wolverine. I know. I just Insomniac has been a studio that I've had a lot of fondness for for, for years, and I, don't, I like what they're doing right now with the Marvel licenses that they've had. So yeah. So have you been playing anything else, or is that sum it up? Um. Yeah, I think that pretty much is my current um, game video game distractions right now. Those well, those three right there. Three great ones. Oh, yeah. a, a good one on each console. Yeah, no doubt. Um. So for me. I've definitely been playing a lot of Kakarot lately. Dra- really? Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, for anybody who might not be familiar with uh-huh. Goku's Saiyan name. Um, <laughs> um, PS5? On PS4. PS4, But okay. I've been playing it on my PS5. But, sure. Um, so, yeah, I started that, which it's really cool because it's like an open world game more. Um, one of the things I like about it, I'm not that far into it, but when you're 
it's still mission based and when you get into an actual battle it's still kind of like a fighting game um which dragon ball obviously kind of like feeds to the fighting genre very very specifically Mm -hmm. but what i like about it is when you're in the open world exploring there's a lot to look at and a lot to see and they do so many callbacks i am a huge dragon ball fan as i know you are as well yes yes. and like there are things like just in the the first area before you go fight raditz Uh um to get gohan back you can go around and do little side quests still and like Ader, who was the one of the first androids that Goku meets in Dragon oh, Ball, yeah. is down there, and you can help him with the mission. But even their interaction is very much so; it's very callback. Uh-huh. Like it's he recognizes Goku right away because Goku looks the same even though he's older. And yeah. Goku's like, "Wait a second, you're Ader," and they have like interaction there. <laughs> That's awesome. And then like there's another drag, a couple other Dragon Ball characters like Launch and. Um, oh yeah. And the other dude from the World Martial Arts Tournament. But anyway, I just, I love details like that because you can tell when they made the game, it was not just, let's get another Dragon Ball game out there. It was very much so a love letter to the franchise. That's really cool. So for me, who's not, you know, totally familiar with the game, what genre would you say say it classifies in? Oh, it's, it's got a little bit, it's definitely a fighting game with like an open world feel like, um, Uh I don't know, like fallout and elder scrolls or breath oh. of the wild oh, where sure, you have sure. a lot of exploration to do but unlike those games you do it fast because you fly yeah um so you can go anywhere but it definitely has rpg elements too because you level up you have skill trees yeah you have the ability to um basically you you can create stronger bonds with your friend characters in the game and family characters and you can kind of link that together to basically um create better skills a power for yourself in different areas mm-hmm. and then you can also like do cooking and eat meals and stuff to power up so there's all kinds of like different genres mixed in there but at its core it's definitely like an action fighting game cool um but it just feels like so much more than that so it feels like almost like a sin to say it's just a fighting game <laughs> yeah um so other than that i've also been playing pokemon um, brilliant diamond trying to hatch that stupid Crowagunk. I'll get it eventually. Hopefully, in the next time I, the next episode we do, I'll have gotten it and be able to move on in the game. Mm -hmm. God only hopes. (laughs) (laughs) When they say uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, maybe that'll be the case for Crowagunk. Yeah, maybe I'll just take a little break, and then when I come back, it'll happen right away, and I'll just feel so happy. (laughs) Um, and then other than that, I haven't really been playing much else. I guess those two things have been taking up a lot of my time. Um, so, yeah, I guess on that note, we'll go ahead and move on to some news items. Cool. So, um, there's actually a couple. I'm going to start off. I know you said you had something, but oh, I'm yeah. going to start off with a weird one. I, okay. <laughs> I'm not a car guy, so <laughs> it seems weird to even start with a car <laughs> reference. Okay. But I saw this, and I felt like I just had to bring it up because it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently in Tesla's, they have. I know they have a big screen in the middle, but okay. apparently on that screen you can play video games. Yeah. Um, this article was not clear as to whether it's built in through like an Android type app, uh-huh. or if it, or like it, they have their own like dashboard or shop where you can download stuff, okay. or if people can hook up their own console. Uh-huh. But apparently they're under fire right now because even though you're only supposed the the passion the passenger is supposed to be the only person that can access this. Yes. But there's apparently nothing stopping the driver from actually being <laughs> able to access oh, and play yes. video games. And with Tesla already being like a self-driving car to some yes. some point, apparently it's become a huge thing. <laughs> so has anyone got hurt? 
Uh, no, not yet. But they basically <laughs> are saying it's inevitable that it's not that it isn't going to happen because um, it may distract the driver, increase the risk of crash. Mm-hmm. May mm-hmm. so. It's just, I just thought that was really funny because the car, I mean, like I was reading this and it says Tesla's already been pushing the envelope because they provide driver assistance features that that allow the car to slow down, speed up, and even change lanes without the driver having to do anything. Yeah. So now it does all that and you can play video games. But I've heard of people falling asleep at the wheel in Tesla. In a Tesla. And then <laughs> crashing. <laughs> so... I don't know. Playing video games while driving, probably not the yeah. in the near future. <laughs> you know, on I five and stop and go traffic, it might just be possible in a <laughs> Tesla. It's something to do. Can you? I mean, you'll probably get fined. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was funny. I didn't. I, I had no idea that you could play games in a Tesla. And then, like just after that, I read a small article that said Sonic the Hedgehog now available in Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it was not even like linked. It was just like a couple minutes later, I saw that, and I was like, well, that's yes. ironic. Well, that honestly makes me a little bit more interested in a Tesla than I would have been, honestly. <laughs> and they're cool-looking cars, but I don't know much else about it. Oh, and to, to end it all off, the article did say that Tesla has not responded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For comments. So. They're just giving the people what they want, okay? Yeah. Video games everywhere. Video games and driving. Okay, and here's something else, too. I had heard of this, but never looked into it. But have you heard of the Analog Pocket? I have. Okay, you have. So I, as I was doing research for news, I was like, let me look into this a little bit more. Before today or yesterday, whenever I was doing this, I was didn't have any desire to get an analog pocket. Mm -hmm. Now I desperately want an analog pocket. Yep, I kind of want one too. (laughs) So, for those that might not that are listening that might not know, the analog pocket basically is a fully immersive Game Boy, Mm -hmm. so to speak. This thing, it just it just looks like kind of like an old Game Boy Pocket, but what they've done is they've made it so you can attach Game Boy Color, game, regular Game Boy, and Game Boy Advance cartridges right out of the box. And the screen is um, it's a 3.5 inch LCD, 1600 by 1440 resolution. Uh, it's got 360 discre- display rotation, which means as you turn the screen, it keeps its visibility. Yeah. So it's this beautiful screen. It's like this thing. It has 10 plus hours of gameplay in it. It just looks amazing. It's so it cool. It does look and really cool. The thing is, I, I know I'll sound stupid. I have a Game Boy Color. I have a Game Boy Advance. I It's not like I need one of these things. Yeah. But the idea that you have this new futuristic console that plays yep. all of them, that has a rechargeable battery, and then it doesn't stop there because you also can buy adapters to plug in Game Gear games. TurboGrafx-16 games, oh, Atari Lynx games, oh, my God. and even Neo Geo games, Neo Geo and Neo Geo, po- or Neo Geo Pocket and Pocket Color games. So I don't have any of those but a Game Gear. Yeah. And the collector in me, which we'll talk about more later, mm-hmm. wants every one of them because mm-hmm. I have this, like, I want to have a part of video game history. Yep. So it's not cheap to get all of those, it, so, especially a Lynx or, or Neo Geo Pocket. They're expensive. But... <laughs> Now with this, with just a $30 attachment, I can buy the games and not have to buy the console and possibly play all these. And then, <laughs> this if you can't tell, they sold me on this thing in two minutes. I think, do you want this? You I want, want this thing bit? so bad. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I looked at pre-ordering one, and even if I did, I wouldn't get it till 2023. Yeah, I heard about that. So I heard about that. I'm oh. quite disappointing that I didn't pay attention to this a yeah, lot sooner. Yeah, it's upsetting. So, also, it has a dock. It doesn't come with it. You have to buy it separately. It's like a hundred bucks. But 
this dock, you can hook it up to your TV, you can dock it on there, you can play all of this from your TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, through the dock, it also supports multiplayer. Um, so you can, and it, the thing supports Bluetooth, so it apparently works with 8-bit do compu- uh, controllers, oh my but it will work with just about anything else, I understand. So you can play even these old Game Boy games that were made to be played with link cables. They have it built in where you can play it from the dock, multiplayer. Oh my gosh. It's just like... That is so cool. It is such a cool little device, oh, and I yes. hate that even though I'd heard about it for months and months that I never bothered looking into it. You know, I was I, I have actually something to say because... I I read a, the the first reason uh, I first time I heard about it was um, well I don't know if we should say, can, can we name drop other companies other article uh, websites? yeah go ahead no, <laughs> IGN <laughs> how dare you they, they, they reviewed it and they gave it like I think a nine out of ten and I just kind of briefly perused over the article because I didn't I honestly I'd never heard about it so you've heard about it a while ago then yeah but like. I didn't pay attention to it because I'm so against like. I assumed it was a ROM dump thing. Yeah. Like, you buy it and you just toss ROMs on it and you can play it like you're playing on a Game Boy. And I am i don't care that people do it. It's not for me because I'm a collector. Like, I want to own the physical things. Yeah, exactly. So that go ahead. Sense. Well, I was just saying, like, I, so I, I read about it and I was like, this actually sounds really cool. Like, and I, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't call, it, call you up and tell you about it because, like, this sounds like something Chris definitely would be into because you have a bunch of, I don't mean, you know what, in my move, I lost a lot of my, like, Game Boy Advance and... 3DS game somehow that I'm really sad about and I don't want to talk about it anymore. But <laughs> yeah, that is depressing. But uh, I, and then you know on Wario 64, you know the Twitter account, mm-hmm. I got an alert a couple days after that that pre-orders had opened up for it. So I clicked on it and like I was like, should I do this? Is this a good idea? And I think it would have been a good idea. I think, I think it would have been. <laughs> but because I, I think that would that would have been able to get it next year maybe if I had done that. Yeah, and I, I think that we've moved into 2023 now. So can you even? pre-order now you can it does say i went on because i was on there just today looking at it again and it says estimated delivery 2023 okay but you can pre-order it it trust me i flirted with it but i'm like that's just so sad like that's two (laughs) it's a year plus away sheesh but man it is cool and it does have link cable support so you can trade pokemon if you wanted to play any of the old pokemon i don't know i'd be lying if i said that at some point i won't be i probably will get one it's just it's yeah it's the coolest little thing. I mean, it has everything. I And you would think too that that would boost the value of games you can play on it now, right? Like we we've, we've talked before about how much how, how much games of how expensive they've gotten, specifically like Pokemon cartridges, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. You think the value maybe got boosted because now they have a platform that you can get right now and play them on. In theory, my only my main thought with it and why it might not is because these cannot be widely available enough to boost it that much. Yeah, that makes sense. If they were widely available, it would in in time. It might not today, but yeah. in a couple months, it would. You'd see those numbers rising as people were trying to yeah. play them again. But I don't know how many how many sold in the initial pre-orders. Yeah. But it couldn't have been enough to 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 on it in its own raise yeah. the prices that much. Maybe yeah, a little sure, bit, sure, sure. but not that much. Yeah. But the market for portable games like Game Boy Advance, Game Gear games, people are going to want those now. Just yeah. as much as ever, I think. Oh, I, even I do. I was thinking today, like, now I want to look for some of those games that I yeah. kind of wanted to play, especially on, like, Neo Geo or Atari, that I, Atari Lynx I'd never played. Like, yeah. I don't want them to go up too much more. They're already expensive. <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know. I, it's cool. I uh, want one. A brightly lit screen, too, on, like, older Game Boy games? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And from really the cool. reviews I read, too, it's not just that it's brightly lit. It's, like, beautiful. Oh. It looks, it like, it like crystal clear clarity. Like Oh, man. Yeah. You I know, know, I do wonder, might this inspire um, 
Nintendo to act a little faster on getting some of their older games playable on their current console even? Doesn't anything Nintendo do ever make sense? <laughs> no, I, it I often, I it often doesn't. Should it maybe do that? Sure. Uh, yeah. I don't. At this point, why don't they have a Game Boy Virtual? No. What is it? The mini a Game oh, Boy yeah. Mini out? Like exactly. Put thirty of your best games on there. Sell it to me for sixty bucks. I'll buy it. I'm Sold. done. Sold. Like I won't. I won't hesitate, especially if it has link. It has a link cable or yeah. wireless link cable where you can trade Pokemon or something. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, bro. Mm. I don't know. Well, we could probably spend all day just talking about this thing. So let's go ahead and move on. You had a news item you wanted to talk about, right? Yes, it's not important. (laughs) (laughs) But the news we've all been waiting for. This is uh, this is real. Let's let's start with that. This is not this is not fake. Um, Time Magazine. Have you heard of Time Magazine? Hasn't everybody heard of Time Magazine? (laughs) It's an iconic magazine. You know, it's like the red cover. Time. Yes. Don't they do the sexiest man alive? They might. They also have like a man of the year. Yeah, they have like a person of the year, which apparently Elon Musk won it. Speaking of Teslas, (laughs) (laughs) we've come full circle. Full circle. We can turn this off. He won person of the year at Time Magazine 2021. Interesting. If you were wondering. But (laughs) also, they have a game of the year. So I don't know who they're. writer is game reviewer <laughs> i don't know who it is i don't know how I, legit yeah. it is but they awarded game of the year to wait for it metroid dread <laughs> well i mean kudos <laughs> yeah. they know a good game when they play one mm-hmm. yep that's really random i just wouldn't i i don't know much about time magazine i can't say i've ever even read one <laughs> i'm not very sophisticated but i did not think they were somebody that was known for their video game uh reviews and stuff if you claim to touch on the times and the people the things that people care about the people that people care about video games make sense they're touching no. on video games in our time you're, you're very right and they awarded the right game game of the year just no no oh, jab at dread, dread was fantastic but since we're just talking about game of the year and this is the end of the year can i just say real quick have you noticed how just crazy divided the game of the year has been this year mm-hmm. it's not across the board it's yeah. not Metroid Dread. It takes to Resident Evil Village, Deathloop. Yeah. All these games are are being awarded, but it's split. <laughs> yeah, there's all it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess that's a good problem to have. You know, like there was that many good high quality games that came out this year that yeah. that they there's no one favorite. Yeah, um, I mean that's nice. So so many years, like what was it two years ago? Last of Us Two, Last of Us Two, Last of Us Two. Oh gosh! Year before that, Red Dead Redemption Two, Red Dead Redemption Two. I know. So like, and that's no hate, but it it's just kind of like this just seems so much more diverse. It's kind of nice to see. Yeah, it's. I was happy to hear it. I, you know, not it got recognized, right? The Game Awards did recognize it as what best action adventure game. Yeah, Is that what best it was? adventure so game. I think. It got its love, but I I know I'm not. Uh, I am. There are many other people that agree with me that it. Could maybe should have one game of the year. We are, we are not without bias. Let's make that very clear. Oh I am, yeah, we I love am Absolutely big Metroid fan, and I thought it was a fantastic game. And it's just glad to hear that it's getting some accolades elsewhere as well. Yep, I will say I played a lot of the game of the year uh, nominees this year, and it was a hard year. Yeah, me being a huge Metroid fan, I might not even say it was my game of the year. Mm-hmm. And it would be close, but I'm, yeah. that's the, if I'm saying like I understand that this year was rough, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> but COVID, Gosh. dread was fantastic though. Yeah, it was, it was, and honestly, you have more, I guess, freeness of speech on this because, like you said, you you've played a bunch of those games, and I've 
I'm not even sure I've played two of the, the nominees for Game of the Year. I know I played one. Yeah. And, and, it know, is, and it is it. And I know I loved that one. Yeah. And I know others loved that one. Oh, no, it's fantastic. And time loved that one. <laughs> yeah, all, all I'm saying is having played so many of them, I understand that why it's divided. Yeah. Because almost yeah. every the one, every one of the ones that I played on that list, I would say, yeah. were Game of the Year contenders. Yeah. yeah so, that's fair. I get it. Yeah, but Metroid fair. Dread, 100% deserves every one it gets. <sighs> yep. So, on to uh, my next news item. The um, Nintendo Switch Online uh, expansion packs oh. added some games in the really? last couple weeks. Did you see that? I honestly didn't even know that, no. Okay, so... Um, we'll start with 64 because I only got one game, but it's it's a it's a banger. Oh, what is it? Paper Mario 64. <laughs> yeah, that is a banger. Yeah, no, fantastic game worth like 150 bucks for just the cartridge. Oh, so dude. save yourself some money, subscribe to the expansion, and play this game. It is fantastic. I'm gonna download that when I get home. It's totally worth it. Well, you don't have to download it. You should already have. Oh, the, that's true, huh? <laughs> this the expansion downloaded. Just load but, it up. Dude, I, I was happy to see that. I haven't played it probably since I played it originally, which was like 20 years ago now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was excited about that. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a big one. That's a real. That's that's actually a motivation to get the expansion pack for a number of people. I'm sure. I I would hope so. It's a great game. It's worth playing. Yeah. The spiritual successor to Mar- Super Mario RPG. Yeah. Which, even though I love Paper Mario 64, it is not... It's not a true sequel. It is not a true sequel. But at least they never claimed it as such. Yeah, that's true. Which helps. That's true. Because if they did, I'd probably have liked it less. Just by that natural bias. Yeah. But then, they also added five games to the Sega Genesis. Oh. Um, They added Dynamite Heady. um, Sword of Vermilion. Thunder Force 2. Okay. Altered Beast, so you, um, which is famous for "Why from your grave?" <laughs> That's the very first line. It's right. very, it's a weird, weird line. But um, and then my most requested uh, game that they add, they added Toja Mineral. Yay! So I Yay. can play Toja Mineral online with my friends. Nice. If I had any, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But um, I'll try to find some for you. <laughs> thanks. You're not even gonna offer yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was super happy to see that, though, because hands down, still one of my all-time favorite games. Um, I just made a post about it on Instagram recently. I'm very happy to have it on there, so hopefully somebody will play with me. If you want to play with me... I will play with you, Chris. Feel free if anybody else wants to play with you. I will play with you after I play Paper Mario It's so good. Um, But out of the rest of those, Altered Beast, I have played. It has not aged well, but you know it's going to be a nostalgia grab for somebody. I don't... Thunder Force 2, I know, is one of the over the top helicopter games where you're kind of fighting things coming at you but also dropping bombs on stuff below you. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of a million I'm not familiar with. And Dynamite Heady is a platformer where yeah. you can kick your head like like a bomb. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, as you know, uh, I don't know. The only game I've heard of on that list. Well, I've heard of Altered Beast. I feel like I saw that in the virtual console back in the day. Yeah. Might have been on the Wii, maybe. It definitely was. And obviously I've heard of Toe Jam and Earl because, you, you know, yeah. you love it. I love and it. It is a good game. I've played it before. Um, but... Uh, never had a Genesis growing up. I had a Super Nintendo. I, my, my, the extent of my Sega was uh, the I had the Game Gear. Yeah, so. which is kind of funny compared. Like as a family, you always had Nintendo stuff, but you did have a Game Gear. Yeah, that is really weird, huh? You didn't have a Game Boy. You had a Game Gear. It was really um, ahead of its time. The Game it, Gear. It was, which is why so many people had it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now you can uh, start learning more about the Genesis history. Okay, there's some games on there worth playing. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Well, I I did buy the uh, you know through uh, Nintendo Switch Online. I 
I will talk about collecting later again, like we already <laughs> said, but I couldn't help myself and I bought the uh, the controller, the hey, Sega Genesis controller. Dude, I was just it's just too cool. They're super get. cool, dude. We'll we'll yeah. talk we'll definitely talk about that a yeah. more a little more later, but I didn't buy one but I thought about it. I was just like fifty bucks for a Genesis it, controller, it, it's a little steep. It hurt a little bit, but then when it came in the mail it hurt less. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all that matters. Once yeah. you get it, if you don't regret it, then yeah. you're good. Yeah. Okay, so just a couple more news items. Are you familiar with Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? I have heard of it, yes. One of the m- m- many... Uh, Recent uh, Smash Brothers clones? Yes, yep. exactly. So I would be lying if I said I didn't have some interest in playing it. <laughs> just <laughs> Me because too, honestly. I, I like Smash, so like having the opportunity to play a Smash clone on a console that has internet that doesn't completely suck, mm-hmm. I would be all right with, with yeah, that. Yeah. But the reason I didn't buy it was because when I read reviews, they said, and I did not like this, there was no voice acting. And what? that just was, to me, like, they said it to be, it can be so bland sometimes, like when your character gets hit and they don't make any noise, they just fly away. Oh so that, to me, goodness. was like a, a huge turnoff. I was like, why would I want, like, if SpongeBob isn't doing his creepy laugh or Reptar's not roaring or whatever else. Wait, you can like, play Reptar? You can play Reptar. Oh, that alone is enough reason for me Dude, to play the, this the, play, the cast of characters in it is fantastic. <sighs> So but yeah, like so no voice acting meaning SpongeBob. You don't, nobody, you don't no hear voice the voice acting, no Tom Kenny, no nothing. Oh my goodness! So, but newsworthy, they're adding voice acting and adding more sound effects and music to the game. So they changed. So their mind. they no, they just realized that they were stupid for not <laughs> adding it, and yeah. people complained, and now people are wanting it. So the odds of me now supporting this game just went up tenfold and because me, and me. I really wanted to play it. Yeah. But that was a huge like. I was like, I don't. It doesn't make sense to play this game if I can't hear like if they don't make noise it's stupid yeah it's it'd be weird yeah very weird didn't seem right so anyway so it's a small item but i just thought that was cool i was glad that they listened to the fans and that is cool who's who's developing that game oh i don't remember Hmm. it i don't i couldn't even i don't remember what the publishing company is now Hmm. but what the game got good reviews like it wasn't like trashed on it was averaged at about an eight oh really yeah so that's good the overall consensus was it was a decent smash clone it was just the complaints that they had normally i don't really care about complaints but that was a complaint that immediately was like nope oh i see so it launched without this voice without without the voice details yeah and now they're adding it now and that's really what makes Smash Brothers so great, right? We talked about that too. Is the details? Oh yeah, the they, details. Even, even the characters, they move the same way they did in the games they're from. Mm-hmm. But they, then the they, voice acting. They captured fluidity and everything just perfectly. And there's no doubt that Sakurai really was oh, like. Man. One of the things I love about that guy is that he doesn't just pick a character because he looks cool or people want him. Mm-hmm. He has played the game that the character comes from. He is familiar with the character, yep. and he brings it in with love. Yep. <laughs> it's not just. It is not just an addition as a money grab. Nope. Even though, like, maybe Nintendo or the other publisher wants it as a money grab, Sakurai is making sure to add it yep. as a love love note yep. to that character and that franchise. Literally, every character that's added touches somebody's heart. It really does. A hundred percent. That sounds stupid and cheesy, but it's true. The Sora reveal. Um, oh man. Literally gave me chills because so of the good. memories that I had of oh, playing Kingdom Hearts. I watched that so. like fifteen times. That trailer probably. Oh, it's yeah, fantastic, and it's the last one we'll get. So maybe it's depressing. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> well, he's gonna live forever, Daddy Sakurai. <laughs> Daddy Sakurai. That's you're, what they call him. I think you're, you're, that's just what you call him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna move it on from came, that. Well, very, very remember he liked my Instagram photo. He did. That, that is a that thing. is a fact. James is basically celebrity. I, yes. <laughs> you should you should repost that or whatever. <laughs> no one will believe this, but no, it's true. I believe you. Thank I you was there. It. I lived it. Thanks. Okay, so a couple more quick news items. Final Fantasy XIV's new expansion, Endwalker, just came out. 
it was so popular that they have taken the game off of the market for selling until they are able to meet the de server demands currently. <laughs> oh, How no. often do you hear of a game being removed because it is too popular? <laughs> oh, boy. So that is That's a tr bad. true, like, they their servers are so overloaded right now that they literally have to stop selling the game until they get it fixed. <laughs> Yikes. It's a good problem to have, right? Like, uh, it, yeah. No, too much work. It, it's like when your company is overflowing with work, it, you might feel overwhelmed because you have too much work, but you got all that work. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. crazy. It's a fun game though. I was wanting to go back to it, but now I have to wait until they figure this out. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so also, um, you may have heard this, you may not have. Netflix is developing a live-action Mega Man movie. What? If there was ever something I didn't want, this was it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how this is going to work. I. It's weird because Mega Man looks so small on a video game. Like, are you going to have a little man do it? Or I don't know. Is he going to be, like, seemingly tall? Like, for some reason, I'm imagining, like, Samus Aran next to... Yeah, he's short. He's always he been seems short. really but small. But in the X Games, he's, he is he is portrayed as like slightly taller. But I don't know. All I know is Tom Holland's going to play him. They haven't said that. Oh, really? No, they haven't said that. But it's going to be Tom Holland. <laughs> so, he's he's kind of he's kind of small seeming. Tom yeah, Holland is. that's uh, he's play he's in everything. So yeah, which I like him just fine. But it is just like it's the <laughs> he just seems like that's who they're going to cast. Are there other small or, actors or you'd or like to Chris play? Pratt. Make him in? <laughs> Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> he's not small. Um. Hmm. I don't know. We'll move on from this. Yeah, I, that's I don't know. Well, I, maybe it'll end. Like Sonic the Hedgehog was a great movie, so maybe I like Sonic the Hedgehog. Figure out how to meld it, but I don't understand a Mega Man live action. <laughs> I don't. I don't see how this works. Yes, um, that makes sense. Anyway, um, okay. So two more notes that I had, and then we'll move on to the main topic. Um, PlayStation finally announced a console uh, faceplate replacements. Did you see oh, that? Oh, really? So, yeah, because everybody's always said, like, they're detachable. Why can't we get different colors other than white? Well, now you can for 55 bucks. Mm, that's a little steep. A little steep, um, but if there's cool faceplates, maybe that's okay. So they're doing uh, Midnight Black and Cosmic Red, which were the two controllers they did just in the last uh, couple of months. I'll take the red one. And, and it's a pretty cool red. It's that deep maroonish almost. Mm -hmm. um, my nephew, Zach, has that controller, so I've seen it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so they already have those controllers out. They're adding faceplates to match. Then they also announced three new um, colors for controllers that will also have faceplates. And they are not just purple, pink, and blue. They are galactic purple, oh. nova pink, and oh, wow. starlight blue. Oh, goodness. So I will most likely not be buying any of these because I just do not <laughs> care. If it was something cool, like themed off of something, that yeah. would be different. But I don't know. But that it's just I a color. It's more just like a colored faceplate. Yeah. Not for fifty five bucks. Yeah. Um, and especially since I'm, they're they're all like kind of neonish to their hue. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they just seem like they'd be a little too bright. So maybe if we changed the the colors of our living room or something, and yeah, I felt <laughs> compelled to. There you go. Match. Just the don't, colors. don't don't tell her. Just <laughs> yeah. do it. <laughs> I'm just gonna put a really bright, obnoxiously red plate on my <laughs> yeah. white PS five. Yeah, and it'll be great. Mm -hmm. All right, last. A uh, little news item, and I think I'm going to try to add an Instagram post about this later because I thought it was kind of neat. Mm -hmm. Do you remember back on the DS, there was a Sonic game called Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood? I do not. Okay, so this game was not just a traditional Sonic game. It was developed by 
BioWare, the really? same team that did Mass Effect yeah. and uh, other RPGs. Like they did the Knights of the Republic. Yeah. Known for the RPGs, it was an R- Sonic RPG. Huh. Um, I just actually recently bought a copy. I haven't played it yet, but mm-hmm. I always kind of wanted to. So this news item has nothing to do so much with the gameplay or anything. But just today, after 13 years, the lead art designer, I think, or something like that, uh, released a, a video of what was the original opening trailer for the game. Uh-huh. And apparently Sega had it pulled because they wanted they didn't want to do it. They wanted to do something more just generic, which they did, I guess. What ended up being in the game was just scenes from the game. Uh-huh. The opening was just different scenes from the game. But this was an actually fully, fully um, 2D, hand-drawn, art uh, animation scene of Sonic fighting Robotnik. It was really cool. You can watch the whole scene now. Is that really newsworthy? I don't know. I (laughs) thought it was cool, so I was going to bring it up. (laughs) It sounds pretty pretty exciting. Yeah, so I don't know. It seems like there's been a lot of interesting news things in the last couple weeks. Kind of surprising. Like, I feel like they usually kind of shut down the news section on when they're this close to the holidays, you know? Yeah, usually they all are home, but I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like there was a lot to talk about. I don't yeah. know that my news section has ever gone this long. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> um, so if you're getting bored, I apologize. Yeah, well. We had a lot to talk about. But now we're moving on to the meat of today's discussion. Yes. Um, and that is game collecting. Yes. So as is, you're listening to this podcast, you like video games, obviously. But not everybody would classify themselves as a collector. Mm-hmm. Um because it's it's not necessary to. You don't have to be a collector to be a gamer. They do not go hand in hand. Um, but a lot of people like to collect games <laughs> or collect anything. But yes. collecting is an easy thing to do. I love video games and collecting them. It's it is almost an addiction of sorts. It's hard not to just buy some to add them to your to your space. Um, but I know you are also pretty big into collecting oh yes very much so i have been bitten by the collector's bug or whatever you want to call it you know i actually when, we were, when i was brainstorming on this topic thinking about what we were going to talk about i was like i, I, I literally googled uh is collecting a disease <laughs> i wanted to know and it said that uh, i guess it's on the same spectrum as uh, ocd like obsessive compulsive disorder but generally refers to hoarders okay. so collectors yeah, are that. like the younger more attractive cousin of a hoarder. I like that. I consider myself a younger, more attractive hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> I could almost be on the show, but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> well, ours is, we're, we're more focused. We have, we have a goal here, generally speaking. Wait, yeah, that's exactly it. And that's what kind of we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, is just why we do it, what we love about it, what we, what we collect, yada, yada. So let's go ahead and um, start with you. Why do you personally feel a desire to collect whatever it is that you want to talk about you're collecting why do you feel a push towards it why do i feel a push towards collecting it's hard to say i don't i just love what i i'm really passionate about video games obviously and uh i collect either casually or obsessively a handful of things and we've already kind of talked about it but uh uh, i collect amazing spider-man comics Mm -hmm. i collect uh a more focused pokemon card collection uh I casually have a humble collection of GameCube games, as you know. Um, Kraken Game Day Pucks. I also collect those <laughs> oh, casually, as of recently. I didn't know that was even a thing. I didn't know it was a thing either until a couple months ago when this and now you collect started. It. And now I kind of <laughs> collect those selectively. Yeah. But Amiibos are my main yeah, collection. You have a lot of Amiibos. I do. I would like it if, at some point, you need to get them organized and take a picture, and then we can post it on oh, the X-Button Gaming. Um, I'm working on it. 
website because that'll be cool. You have a nice collection of Amiibos. Oh, yes. And I got stuff to say about Amiibos later. If okay. We get on that. Let's do it. Will, well, we will do it. I will say, though, just as a shout-out to my friend James and his amazing Spider-Man collection, first off, it is a cool collection. He's got a lot of comics. Second mm-hmm. off, he has been doing it since before the MCU was even a thing. Yes. So yes. he actually gets some credit there. Thank you, Chris. I <laughs> for being that. an early for being into Spider Man before it was cool to be into Spider Man. I have been a nerd for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, Spider Man's <laughs> always been kindly, kind of widely more established as not being super nerdy, but that you, is true. You, comics were still even when Tobey Maguire Spider Man was out, it was still not the coolest thing to do. Yeah, it's true. But nonetheless, you're now. Being a comic fan, being a Marvel fan is it's, widely accepted. It's trendy. It's almost yeah, cool. Yeah, so it you, is cool. you did it before. Yeah. It was cool. So, you know, shout out. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. But, um, so let's go ahead and maybe we'll move on to another topic. So what, you've talked about some of what you're collecting is, um, maybe what are some of your favorite items in each of those uh, different collections that you have? In each of those different collections? Um, okay. Well, if I'm going down the list... <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man, uh, I just have a lot of them, but I do have some of the key issues, in quotes, key issues. Like, I have Miles Morales' first appearance, mm-hmm. um, which is it's not worth a small amount of money these <laughs> yeah, days. Not anymore. Uh, and I have... That's probably my... That's probably my, my... Oh, you know what? Ultimate Spider-Man. The run that led to Miles Morales' appearance, you know, was an alternate universe. Um, probably that run. I have the entirety of the Ultimate Spider-Man run. It's probably one of my favorite things to have in my collection. Yeah, and I've seen it before, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you also have that, uh, that variant of the Barack Obama issue. Yes, I do. I remember when you got that. Yeah, I know. That was a big deal. (laughs) It was a big deal. Even in comics. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Okay, so how about your GameCube collection? Uh, oh, well, you know that. So, um... Pokemon box yeah. that is by far the crown jewel of my oh. of my humble but small GameCube game collection. And I'll let you thank me again. Thank you, Chris Perry. For You're welcome. You said what was that? It was a Club Nintendo. Uh, no, no, it was just a Nintendo store. Was it a Nintendo store? So just I pro- I'll probably talk about this again in the future. Just quick note: when we were like sixteen, yeah. this is when Pokemon box came out, yes. and I was I knew that it was on the store. And I was like, this is really cool. 20 bucks, you get this game, you get a memory card, you get a link cable. Or maybe it was 30 bucks, whatever. But mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to buy it. And I told my friend James here to buy it as well. James was smart enough to not ever get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I No, it wasn't an accident. I sold mine to help fund my wedding. I did make like, it was like 300 bucks, so I thought I was doing well. If you want to look this up on price charting, you can, but it's definitely worth about fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I made a mistake. I'm happily married, so that part is fine. Good but job, I Chris. missed my Pokemon box, I'm and sorry. I'm glad James still has his. Keep I'm going. sorry, your loss is my gain, I guess. But yeah, I'm whatever. just glad that I helped you get it, so you can still. Well, have you know it. the story, I can at right? Least like, look at it. I told you briefly when I when I learned that I wanted to start kind of casually collecting GameCube games again. When I realized I didn't have it on me, I started panicking, and <laughs> I knew. Like, my family has a beach house, and I know my dad had taken all my, my my GameCube that I had before and all the games that were with it, he took it to the to the beach house, which my family has people, strangers over all the time. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was like, I had zero faith that that was still going to be there. But my sisters went and visited. I called them up when, I, when it popped in my head, and I was like, Paris, do you are, please send me a picture of the GameCube games that are there right now. Text them to me immediately as soon as you get to the beach house, because if there are some games there, I need them. And the first picture she sent me had Pokemon Box on it, and I, like, jumped out of my chair. <laughs> I was so happy. Elation. Pure elation. I was so happy. And it's, it's not even really a game, you know? No, it's not. But it's a cool thing to have in your collection. Yeah. 
That's the thing. Like, unless I had an endless amount of money, I can't ever rationalize buying it again. Because <laughs> I, I can't even play it. I wouldn't buy really. it. I wouldn't buy it if I if I'd lost it. But it sure look cool on a shelf, man. Oh, I know. And you can even pop it in and store Pokemon in if you wanted to. Yeah, it's just a glorified Pokedex, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a less than that. It's just a glorified Pokemon box. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, but okay. So Pokemon box. Any other GameCube crown jewels or any other video game crown jewels? Um. On video game crown jewels, uh, you know, nothing really comes to mind that's obvious to me. Um, I bought Paper Mario Thousand Door, speaking of Paper Mario. Oh. what? But that was I paid more than I wanted to pay for it, but I did <laughs> It was it. after the COVID spike? It was after the COVID spike. But, but hey, I, you it's got such, it. It's such a good game that I was like, I have to. Yeah, it's a necessity for a GameCube collection, really. Yeah. All right, so then, uh, what's your favorite amiibo or your prized prized jewel of the amiibo? Man, collection? I don't know, man. I I have so many, but I literally I was I was just gonna say like they were they they came they what year what year do you think amiibos came out? Twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, twenty fourteen. November twentieth, twenty fourteen was when the first amiibo came out. It was that Link amiibo was the first one that was technically released in America. Well, didn't they, didn't they release like ten of them the same day though? They pretty much did, but like if you look uh, on the website uh, on the Amiibo list, they, they have a link the specific first. release date on the website even now to, for each figure. And this one is set aside as the day before all the other ones. The, that, that Link Amiibo. But... I think I was even still at GameStop at that time, and I don't remember that. But that's yeah. that's kind of a cool fact. Yep. And since then, we're in 2021, seven years later, which doesn't seem like that long, really. But 214 figures <laughs> have been currently released. That's a lot of Amiibos, and out of 214. How many do you have? Uh, okay, so that's 214, including the ones... The Japanese exclusives? I think including the Japanese exclusives. Okay. Except for the promotion ones, because there are some that have been given away in like contests. Like Capcom gave away this gold Mega Man for Mega Man 11, the release. Um, and there was only 10 of those ever printed. Oh, okay. So that, I don't think... I'm not sure that, that counts cool. as the 218. Yeah, I don't have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like a gold and silver-plated Monster Hunter one, too, for some competition that... Um, yeah, you just can't count those towards you, a complete release. I can't release. count those towards a complete release. My my collection specifically, I try to collect the ones mainly that were released in America. I do have some Japanese ones too, though, back before the COVID spike. But I think the ones I care about the most are probably... It's so hard to say, man. <laughs> you know what? You don't have to if you don't want I to. Just if you the, can't pick one. I love them all. I would say I, I really like that I got in early on some of those Japanese Monster Hunter ones. Because now they're worth like 300 bucks. That's, a couple of them. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Man, amiibo hunting is a whole beast of its own. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, though. I do love looking at your amiibo collection. Oh, dude, I love it, man. No. And I'm kind of glad, honestly. I'm kind of relieved that Smash is over and the, <laughs> the constant trickle of new yeah. amiibos is... Well, still have, they still have some of them coming out still, right? Yeah, there's like, still... There hasn't been a Sephiroth amiibo. Yeah. I feel like they said 214 release figures, 10 announced. So there's 10, okay. I think, that are technically still coming. Still coming. Yeah. Well, and I'm missing, of the American ones, American released ones, like 13. So. That's not bad, man. That's insane. It's not bad. So you guys, if, if anybody has a Bayonetta version 1, I need that one. Just saying. That's, uh, so that's only one of those du duplicate ones you're missing? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. You got both clouds? Both... I got both clouds. I got both... What was the other one? There was a Fire Emblem character. Oh, Corrin. Corrin, yeah. That dude, the Player 2 version of Corrin is worth like 300 bucks. Oh, my God. And that God. was released in America. Oh, my God. <laughs> in America. <laughs> that's like loose. Yeah. A loose figure. Not, that's not, crazy. You know, there's people that collect in-box, out-of-box. They're, they're be they look better, in my opinion, displayed out-of-box. Okay, I agree. But also, <clears throat> they take up a lot less space that way. 
I think the only rare amiibo I have is that I have the the Metroid. Um, what was it? Metroid Samus Returns two pack that came with oh, yeah. the Samus and then the Metroid on its tank broken those are, tank. Those they, are considered. Those are worth over a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's, they're, that's they're, my most yep. rare of my amiibos. Those are definitely rare now, and that, they honestly came out relatively recently too. Yeah, three years ago, yeah. four. I don't know. I love them. Yeah, for sure. Um, any others? Mm, uh, well, I don't know. Of my other collections or of the Amiibos? Even your other collections if you want. Well, I was going to say, I want to get back on one thing on, on the Amiibos because I thought it was very interesting. But of my Kraken Pucks, I have the very first game they played in, in Las Vegas against the Knights. I have the game day puck that was sold at the arena there. And that's interesting and hard to get because... There were a handful of people, people that we don't want to spend too much time on because they're terrible, horrible scalpers, <laughs> that literally <laughs> went in scalpers. and they bought them all in bulk. Most most uh, arenas have like a limit of how many pucks you can buy per person. They didn't have one, so there were a handful of people that went and bought up the entire allotment of the game day pucks because they knew it was the first Kraken oh game, God. and they sold them on eBay, and how I was one of the idiots one? that bought one. Oh, you bought one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, well, at least you know your name. I feel like I bought it when... Before it's going to be worth way more and harder to get. Yeah. Maybe no. I'm wrong. Well, either but, way, you have it. Yeah. And you can be glad that you have I'm it. I'm very happy that I got one. <sighs> yeah. I have nothing to do with video games, and I apologize to people. It's who somebody else listening to this obviously likes sports. I'm not the only person <laughs> that doesn't like sports or barely knows what you're even talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it, it, you know, it touches on collecting and no, how, and it how does crazy 100%. And them. there's nothing collecting is collecting. If it's a, something you're passionate about, you should be able to talk about it. Yeah, totally fine with that. Appreciate that. Chris. If I don't have much to say, that's so solid. I, <laughs> maybe people are, want me to shut up for five minutes. <laughs> Um, but you said you had something else you wanted to mention about well, your amiibo too. Here's because I, I was as I was doing this on, on the amiibo front, I was I was wondering, you know, what what is widely considered the rarest amiibos, the most valuable amiibos, and um, in terms of rarity, the one you always hear about is the one that was released in Japan called uh, Box Boy, you know, QBBY mm-hmm. or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm familiar with the. It's amiibo. very hard to get. It's, well, I mean, maybe it's not very hard. Like you have you have the money, you have 400 bucks on you, you can go on eBay and buy one. But the most valuable Amiibos are not Amiibos that are were traditional finds or printed by the company. They were actually defects. And oh, have I know, you heard of I these? know of the, the Legless Peach. Yes. And the Double Cannon Salmon. Yes. I knew, because those were both early, early uh, yes. issues. Yeah. I honestly, okay, so you'd heard about, I'd never, I never knew about that until recently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, okay, so there's, there's the big three. The one you didn't mention, number three. The Luigi Amiibo without a left hand. I didn't know that. I did not hear so that. So you know one. the one where he's like kind of like yeah, planking he's like, that yeah. figure? That the original Luigi figure. How much do you think that went for in an auction I recently? Know. I'm going to say 500 bucks. You're accent, You're dead on, dude. Really? Did oh, you read my a, notes? That was did a good you, guess. I can't cheat? see that from here. <laughs> <laughs> I, 500 bucks. That was a good guess, man. I That's insane. So that's it's crazy what people... I mean, like, I'm all. I'm passionate. I'm all for it. But I'm all about finding a deal. <laughs> so yeah. it's crazy to me that people pay that. Yeah. So, but it's a piece of history. There can't be that many of them out there. So that's the third most, technically the most valuable in terms of what it's sold for. Yeah. You know, it, it, uh, something is only worth as much what it, people will pay for it, huh. which is a collector thing that we have to yeah, deal yeah, with, right? right? Okay. So number two, you already mentioned it: the dual cannon Samus. So both of her arms 
Arcane. Our cannon arms. Which to me seems like the coolest of the three. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's a really cool defect. Yeah. But it is a defect. How much do you think that one sold for? This, so this sold more than Luigi. This sold for, for more than, Lu- than Luigi did. Uh, $750. $2,500. $2,500? $2,500. Holy crap. <laughs> $2,500. Oh, man. It, it might just be that Samus is a cooler character than Luigi. Well, for sure. It's it, a, like you said, two cannons. It's a cooler. I mean, that's just a cooler defect, too. Oh. But $2,500. Yes. That's yes. insane, but yes. I mean, if you got the money, yeah. So that means Peach sold for more, even more. So she just doesn't have legs. So she's got okay. it's less of an amiibo. You're actually getting less. Yeah, of something. Well, here's the thing: like she has that big dress, right? So you might not be able to see the legs that much, anyways. I, I don't Plus, she can what levitate like. according to the video games. So you know, she tucks them up into her dress. Which is a whole other conversation. How can she do that? Um, she uses so it's like an umbrella. She uses the uh, the the umbrella of her dress to float. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this is this is science. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I know a lot about science. <laughs> if she doesn't have she can float, so she doesn't need legs apparently. It was a defect. The number one most valuable amiibo was Legless Princess Peach. How much do you think that sold? If for? Samus was twenty five hundred uh, thirty five hundred? Okay. This actually sold on in an auction for twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty five one hundred dollars. Twenty five thousand one hundred dollars. Twenty five thousand one hundred dollars. Why? For a legless. Somebody just basically could have bought a car and they, they bought, bought a, a legless car? peach instead. <laughs> you could have got a down payment on a house, <laughs> but they went for legless peach. I. That is insane. <laughs> that is absolutely and insane. So you, you imagine what I did as soon as I realized there were defects of these three amiibos. I immediately went to my to collection to see. You would have you noticed. <laughs> my my Samus has two cannons. How did I never notice? But me being the somewhat uh, I don't know stupid and optimistic, I was like maybe maybe I have this one of the it. defects. I have it. I'm gonna be able to buy a car now. No, so I don't have any of the defects. So you would you would have sold it if you have it. Yeah, the like the leg. It's sad that I have to think about it, which really speaks to the problem that collectors have. It's on some level, it is, it's an issue. Uh, there's no denying. <laughs> I admit that it's an issue. Yeah, I think I would have sold the legless peach for sure. That's good. Twenty five thousand obviously bucks for a peach with no legs. My collection does not require that I have the defected versions because that yeah. would just be unreasonable. That is not that is not complete at all. No. All right, man. Well, that legless peach thing—that's something else. <laughs> but on that note, um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about what it makes me collect. And uh, I can I can pinpoint the moment that I actually started collecting because I've always liked video games mm-hmm. and I've always been into them. But back, I was probably about seventeen, eighteen, and I was getting really into um, PS One RPGs that I hadn't played yet. Yeah. And uh, I played Sakoden 4, or Suikoden, but that's not how I... Pr- even though that's the proper pronunci- pronunciation, I'm just going to say Sakoden. It's fine. Um, Sakoden 4 on PS2, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this game is amazing, and there's a whole series of games that I have not played before this. Yeah. So I'm going to start collecting them all, and I wanted to get Sakoden 2, and then I realized how rare it was. And it became my life's goal to get a copy of Sakoden 2 back then. Mm-hmm. And it was worth like 100 bucks, which mm-hmm. was a lot for me especially. Yeah. And even oh, yeah. at the time, that was still a lot. Games had not spiked like they have now. Yeah, it's true. Um, so I remember that being a thing. Like I'd go to GameStops all the time trying to find them. And then in doing this, I'd be talking to the employees at GameStop, EB Games, other mom and pop shops. And they'd tell me these other RPGs they liked. Mm. So then I'd be like, okay, well, now I'm going to get Star Ocean. Now I'm going to get Wild Arms. Now I'm going to get Sayuki Journey West. Now I'm going to get Brigadine. Like, I started collecting all these games. Yeah. And then at some point, 
back then it became a little less about playing the games and a little bit more about having them. <laughs> I I definitely yeah. got into it became a thing about looking at them on the shelf, getting these pristine copies of games. Yeah. And now, of course, I did get a copy of Sakodin 2 um, when I worked at GameStop. Somebody traded one in, oh. and I got it. Uh, it's actually a fun story. We weren't taking PS1 games anymore at that time, uh-huh. and my boss, who knew I was looking for the game and was a great guy, took it in as a PS2 game, Yeah, and um, so I was able to buy it. So otherwise, they would have turned him away, which was nothing... Maybe that might seem shady, but the guy was going to... He just wanted money for his games. He was yeah. going to toss them otherwise. Yeah. So, which would have been worse to just take his games and take them. So, we gave him something for it. Yeah. And I was able to buy Sakoan 2, which was up to 150 bucks at that Oof. point, for 35 bucks. And I just felt... I was elated. Love the series. I have the series... All of the games. It's one of my... It is one of my, like, crown jewels of my collection. Yep. I'm looking at it right now, yeah, aren't I? You can see it right there. Yeah. <sighs> it's... It's pretty nice. I love it. But as I've grown older... Gaming, it actually, collecting actually became a little bit less about just having everything, and it became more about having things that I'm very passionate about. Sure. Things I really care about. Yeah. And even though I don't have kids and I don't intend to, like, I've kind of, for me, it feels like every gaming-related thing I have in my collection, which is quite a few things, each one of them does have a story, and there is something I can talk about with those items. Yeah. And it's definitely history it's yeah if i had kids like i would want to pass this on to my kids as yeah like if i died there are items that mean so much to me and yeah. to my like relationships with my certain friends that i would want those items jasmine already knows <clears throat> excuse me which items go to which people because yeah. like that gaming is more to me than just a fun pastime it is it is a hobby i mean yeah. it's it's not a hobby it's like it's a passion yeah so like that's what it became about. It became about... So there is a certain aspect, like you said, of like hoarderness to it. Sometimes <laughs> I can't help myself because I do want to play so much yeah. that I buy more than I need, more than I can reasonably play yeah. in, an, in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. But a couple of years ago, I did wind down my collection, got rid of a lot of the uh, excess fat um, sure. stuff that didn't hold any value to me. Been there. <laughs> I, I, I owned it because I bought it. Yeah. Like, because I wanted it at some point. Yeah. Game, some games were worth hundreds of bucks. I just was like, why do I, why am I holding on to this? Yeah. I could use this to fund things in my collection that I actually want to play. That makes sense. Or things that I don't have that I really want. Like, I was able to sell a handful of things to pick up a copy of Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. Yeah. Game I probably would have never spent 300 bucks on. But I've always wanted to play it. Yep. So that's how I got it. And that's what collecting really has become to me. It's become about... I love looking at things on a shelf. Yeah. And maybe that's materialistic. But that's, <laughs> that's still... Like, it's just a thing. I, I love I love looking at my collection of Star Wars games. My Pokemon games. My yeah. Metroid games. Yeah. I like looking at the Amiibos next to them. Yeah. I like what you're saying. Like, I, 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 you're saying this much more eloquently than I did. But you're right. I think a collector and their collection speaks to their identity. I feel like, like you said, you're passionate about something. To, like, like I said, for me too, the things I collect, they speak to like a moment in time of my life and what I cared about. Like I grew up reading Spider-Man comics and so I still collect them. Uh, I, I grew up playing Pokemon and, and it meant a lot to me at the time. It still mm-hmm. does. <laughs> and so, I, like you said, I've fine-tuned and narrowed the focus on my collections too to the, only the stuff that matters most to me because I used to collect action figures, like you know, 
and I had to just get rid of a bunch of them because I was like, I don't, I don't have the space. Yeah. I don't care about this that much anymore. And that maybe that's just part of growing up because yeah. I did the same thing too. Even Star Wars, I love, but I bought Star Wars action figures just because it was a Star Wars action figure. Yeah, exactly. Do I need another Stormtrooper action figure? No. Do I even really? I don't even really like Stormtroopers that much. Sure, they look cool, but I'm not attached to them. Yeah. Who's attached to a Stormtrooper? Sure. But I 100% what you're saying. Yeah. I. I don't know, and I think part of it too, like you said, it is it's an expression of yourself, and we grew up. Yeah. In a time where in the 90s and early 2000s, it was not cool no. to be a nerd. <laughs> it wasn't. It is definitely cooler now, which I, I appreciate. But, you know, we couldn't, if we expressed ourselves like this, we were nerds. <laughs> but yet, we still did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, we totally did. So now it's like, it's kind of like we went through the punishment. So now we're going to go through the the acceptance. Like, <laughs> I, and it's for me, like, like, I don't collect a lot outside of video games, mm-hmm. but I collect video game-related things. Yeah. Like, I love, like, records. Like, we have we do have a lot of vinyl records, but for me, like, I specifically look out for video game-related records. Yeah. Um, like, I put stickers on, like, my water bottle, like a lot of people do, but mm-hmm. usually it's video game-related or something else I'm very passionate about, like a certain anime or another movie or cartoon that I really like. Yeah. But it's all, it's an expression of self, like yeah. you said. And I think that's part of the beauty of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, for Amiibos, it's like a, it's like connecting uh, figures that are pretty high quality for the price with Nintendo, which is my absolute biggest passion in video games. It's just Mario, Samus, Link, and Zelda, Pokemon. Like the things I care about most in video games are Nintendo, generally speaking. And so yeah. Amiibos were, were like this perfect <clears throat> medium to collect. And they were things that I could actually... That you, plus, they had a practical application in some games, which was really cool. Yeah. Which was the whole Toys to Life movement, which kind of is dead now, mostly. Yeah, for the <laughs> most part. They haven't done anything successful for a while. Yeah. I think Lego Dimensions was the last. Or Star... What was that game called? Starfield? Starlight? Oh, yeah, yeah. Starlink. 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 Yeah, 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 there yeah. you go. I remember that. Yeah. Which, which was, was cool figures. because that came with the... the um, the R-Wing. Yeah. Uh, if you got the Switch version, which I did, just because <sighs> I wanted the R-Wing. R-Wing was cool. Which, speaking of, I need to display that because I don't have it displayed. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that, but that's that was my biggest, like, push for collecting or what put what kind of keeps me motivated to collect. It, there is still that part of me where I, if I'm at a store or I'm at, like, a Goodwill or a thrift store and I see, like, a stack of games, it's hard for me sometimes to, like, not buy them all because they're <laughs> two bucks a piece. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But, like, yep. I've, I've tried to, like, teach myself or, like, convince myself, like, it used to be like, maybe I'll buy this and I'll just turn around and sell it to help fund my collection. Mm-hmm. Odds are good that it's going to sit in a stack for two years before I ever do anything with it because mm-hmm. I'm just too lazy to list it on eBay. But now I know I have created a list of myself for just about each console of games that I'm looking for, and I try to stick to that um, to that list. I will buy things sometimes if I never heard of it or it looks interesting and I had never really given it much thought. Yeah, but yeah, it's true. I'm trying to avoid filling up my collection needlessly. Yeah, yeah. And some people buy to like invest because they know it's going to be worth more later. And then they, again, like you said, they can turn that over and, and you know, buy something for their actual collection that they really want. Yep. Which is actually something I wanted to talk about too is, is video games as an investment. Do you, um, specifically with collecting, maybe even comics or Amiibos, do you view collecting as just a passion or do you see part of it as an investment? I would say, honestly, uh, it's something I consider, the investment part, the, the fact that this is something that's worth something and it's going to have a, 
a certain monetary value in the future in case I need it. But I'm, if I'm being completely honest, what matters more to me is, is that I'm filling my collection and that it's there to display, to have, to show off, to love. Mm -hmm. I agree with that completely. And I'll say in that regard too, like I have all, I have my collection, um, categorized or chronicled or whatever, whatever I can't think of the right word it's listed on price charting sure. I have my own account I have everything on there yeah that's cool so uh, that is partially because I like to keep track of what I have but it also does tell me what everything's worth so yeah. it's kind of cool but yeah, just because cool. something's worth a lot doesn't necessarily mean it's my favorite item yeah I mean there are games like some of my Star Wars games aren't worth jack squat yeah. but I love them because I have fond memories of playing them like Shadows of the Empire, I guess I do have a complete copy, so it's worth like thirty bucks. Yeah, but I, to me, like I have so much memory of playing that game, so many yeah. memories of playing that game, and how much fun I had with it, and how yes. mind blowing it was yes. as a as the ten eleven year old playing a three D Star Wars game. Oh my god, playing as Dash Rendar so and blowing good. up an ATST, like <sighs> fighting against Boba Fett. Like, I love that just game. I love so that cool. game. Fighting IG eighty eight in the shit in the what is the 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 shipyard and shipyard the. Uh, Oh yeah, know. the the train wreck yard. Oh, yeah, that was that. I was terrified. Like, oh, yeah. That's hiding behind like an iron kid. gate, just hoping IG. And then you hear his, like his, oh, his jetpack coming at you. Such a good game. Yeah, that, but to me, that's what collecting is. And I'm not saying somebody shouldn't collect because of any reason, but whereas I do like, sure, it's nice when you buy something for ten bucks and you look later and you're like, wow, this is worth 150 bucks. That's awesome. Yeah, but. But that's, I, not the, that's not the it, idea behind it. it. It should be because you're collecting because you like, love yes. something or want to play it. Yes. And that's, I don't know, that's just a big push for me. For sure. Well, I was just thinking, as you're, as you're speaking this, I'm getting a little, like, uncomfortable thinking, like, if something were to happen to me and there's these things that I absolutely love and know the value of, some of which it's considerable, you know, like, cumulatively, it's, they're of considerable value. Maybe not every, not individually, they're not worth a crazy amount of money, but, like, the the fact that Hannah could just, like, put them on sale in a garage sale makes me really panicky thinking about that right now <laughs> well, not knowing what's there when there's some pretty yeah, valuable stuff no like, for sure so maybe i should catalog like, you do, that's why i did and i've told, already talked to jasmine about it too like she knows what items are going to what people yeah i have it written down too but uh, also like the rest of it if it doesn't have attachment to somebody else it's getting sold so that she has money that she needs because yeah. i don't have kids to give it to you so yeah, yeah that makes sense so that's so why not it's that's, good to know at least the money you'll get your money's worth for it yeah. not some jerk coming to a garage sale to turn it oh god I, it, and my big thing too is like Probably the same people that bought all the pups this is getting depressing right now we're not trying to take it there but if if i died and my collection went to some jerk that was just going to turn around and resell it that would suck. I wouldn't know, but that would suck. <laughs> yeah, you but would. like, if I like knew that my collection was going to somebody else, that would just that would just be happy because they want to add it to their collection. Yes, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm all for that. Like, at least it's going to somebody that will care about it at least close to what I did. Yep. But at the Absolutely. end of the day, it is just items. If it all burns down, would it suck? Yeah, but at least I'm alive. <laughs> we would get over it. We would, we would get over it. We're getting fact, we might real be, weird here. We might be free at that point. Maybe we'd truly be free of the of, of the OCD that we have on oh, some level. I think I'd just start again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Start collecting it back up all over again. Yeah, and that would real su really suck. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I agree. For me, collecting is about... The passion of it, not the monetary value. But Absolutely. I would be lying if I said it isn't like a cool side effect. It's something you consider, no doubt. Yeah. So, um, I already we already talked about some of your favorite items in your collection. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess for me. Um, oh yeah, what's your what's your white whale, Chris Perry? We'll get to white whales in a second. Oh yeah. My right. favorite item in my collection 
probably has to be my copy of Earthbound, um, since I've had it for so long. Yes. And I got it at Funko Land when I was like Ooh, uh, 10, 11 years old, which obviously Funko Land was eventually bought by GameStop. I remember. But I got it for 20 bucks. Ooh, good deal. And so just like you with collecting Amazing Spider-Man before it was truly cool, mm-hmm. I had Earthbound before it was like the hot game mm-hmm. to, that everybody wanted on Super Nintendo. So it's, yeah, it's worth 300 plus dollars now, but it's one of my favorite games of all time. And I'm just happy that I've always had it. And then I also have, that I have right next to it, the um, the Japanese exclusive uh, Game Boy Advance cartridge of Mother oh, 1 and 2, yes. plus the player's guide that you brought me back from Japan. Oh, yes. That was so, hard to find, but That was it. an awesome, awesome anniversary gift. It sits right there with my copy of Earthbound and my NES Amiibo. You know, we really got to talk about someday about the false uh, advertisement in Japan where you see, like, <laughs> Earthbound stuff displayed everywhere, like, to draw you into stores, especially in Akihabara, like that video game district. Yeah. And, and then you go in it. asking for Earthbound stuff, and they got nothing. Zero. <laughs> That's just And upsetting. that was me entering, like, 99% of the stores I walked into. <laughs> yeah, that is that's crazy disappointing. <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> that said, Japan is really cool. I would highly recommend going when it's safe to go. I do want to go one day. Yes. I really do. But yeah, that or that copy of Earthbound, my copy of uh, Sakoden Two, or my whole Sakoden collection, and probably my Super Metroid um, complete in box and the guide, which you also got oh, me as an anniversary yes. gift. Um, I almost kept that. In fact, sometimes I regret giving it to you. Yeah, that's fair. Some, sometimes I regret telling you about Pokemon Box. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably true. <laughs> no, I don't. That's fair. That's fair. I just see your copy and cry. It's okay. But. Yeah, that, those are probably some of my favorite items in my collection. But the fact is, like, I could go through and tell you a lot about a lot of items in my collection. Yeah. And how much I like a lot of them. And actually, to get sappy one more time, I did not, I don't think we meant for this to be kind of a sappy ish episode. But the one last thing that I do consider a favorite part of my collection is my Virtual Boy. Oh, yes. Because it was a cool get. It was, um,. Kind of Jasmine's like uh, wedding gift to me, oh, but prior to our wedding. Good gift. And um, <clears throat> she has a picture of me that she took at the Seattle. So it was right at the Seattle Science Center mm-hmm. in that area. They had a little video game museum that they had there that was just temporary. And I'd never played a virtual boy at that mm-hmm. point. And so I messed around with it and I was like, this is really cool. And she took a picture of me. And then after I got this one, I just before we got married and I had it at my dad at my parents house and we have a picture of my dad using it um just just like the picture of me so of course like I said not to get sappy but my dad passed away a couple years after that yeah so it's just kind of a cool yeah it it made that item more precious in a sense for sure man which I know sounds super lame (laughs) no it it, it makes complete sense like I said like it like you have like a moment in time almost like lock there yeah that's attached to it to it to an you to an object you know yep so it's cool because we have that picture that side by side but because of that 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 cool comparison is just a cool item to have in the collection too and it's proudly displayed (laughs) yeah on my display cabinet that's a really nice piece I really like it a lot and it's really hard because I do want to go for like a complete collection of like virtual boy games there's not there can't be that many there's only like 12 but like at least four of them are Uh worth over $600 oh (laughs) yeah that'll do it that'll do it it's never gonna happen I think the virtual boy on its own is pretty pretty awesome at some point I want to get the Wario Land game just because it's still not that expensive and it's supposed to be be the game to play on it. Nice. 
So yeah, that'd be cool. And I like I love Wario. You know, you know how I feel about Wario. Yeah, he's my boy. He's your boy. I do he's like Wario, boy. unlike Waluigi, who I do not like. R.I.P. Waluigi. You should have been in Smash. <sighs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Whatever. Waluigi. <laughs> Such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> who me or no Waluigi? Waluigi. You too. But <laughs> everybody likes Waluigi. It's the cool thing to do. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it got kind of trendy, and I kind of jumped <laughs> on that bandwagon. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, he just seems like a creep. <laughs> He probably is. There's no who knows what Waluigi does in his personal time. We can't really judge until we know the facts. I, well, I guess we'll leave it at that. That's the true question to ask Nintendo right there. What does Waluigi really do in his personal time? So okay, so that's enough enough uh, mushiness. Sorry about the all the depressing talk. Um, but let's ask the final question on collecting. If you have a white whale that crown jewel, that thing that you do not mm-hmm. have in your collection that just seems like a pipe dream, mm-hmm. but you want to have it, mm-hmm. what is it? Me personally? You personally. Okay, so of all my collections, okay, Amiibos, Box Boy. I want that Box Boy. It, I don't even know what his video game is about, what <laughs> the point it, is. Isn't it in America? I feel on like the 3DS there, shop? I think there was. I think, it, yeah, I think there was a 3DS Box Boy game. I don't know what it, maybe probably some not very good platform game. Maybe wow. maybe I'm judging an actual pretty good game when I know absolutely nothing about it. You you might be. <laughs> <laughs> probably am. That is my white whale for Amiibos. For comics though, which is probably my true my true white whales are at are in comics. And I would say any con and, and basically Spider-Man one in any condition. Any even if there's like 15 pages missing and all left is the outer shell with the cover in the back. Like any. That's my white whale. I'm never going to have it. I do get that. But I want it. That that would actually be pretty cool. Because yeah. then you just probably put it in a frame and display oh, it. I don't care what conditions it's in. Rips, tears, yellowing, brown, 1.0 on the grading <laughs> scale. I would it, It's authentic. Yep. It's, and it's, it's yours. Yes, exactly. And you, that might be doable, actually, if it's in really terrible shape it for just, a couple hundred bucks. You should look for it. <laughs> Maybe I don't it's know. out there. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of comics that are white whales to me. Yeah. I get that. And do you have a video game one too, or ooh, a video game white whale? Well, you know how I, some someone either stole or I lost my Pokemon white version. I want that back. And okay, I, and I, that's at least obtainable. Yeah, that's obtainable. but that version, that specific copy, yeah. might not be obtainable. But uh. yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know where. If you know who has it, please tell me. If this is some it, elaborate prank, and you... <laughs> it'd be funny. It'd be funny if I had it, <laughs> yeah. but I I don't because I don't have black or white anymore. I still I have the box. Away. I have the box, which and that's 50%. on its own is how much is that worth? The box, you know? Oh, I don't know, but at least. Uh, at least half the value probably 50 60 bucks oh, that's black crazy. and white have gone up a lot yeah that's crazy um all right well i think for me a pokemon box is always going to be up there because i had it no i don't you can, <laughs> and always, like, you can always come over and take a just look. take a look gander at yours <laughs> i i love i have a pretty nice collection of pokemon stuff and i, I would just your, it I would just look collection. so cool there but i'm not gonna lie it's probably never going to happen. Frankly, I'm jealous of your your box Pokemon collection. I really am. <laughs> like I'm looking at it right now, I'm like, can I just take that and run like it? If we weren't really close friends, I might go for it. I mean, you could, but that would definitely end things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that is one and it's most like the one I'm most likely to never get. My second is I would love love to get, well, a com- to complete my original copy of Earthbound, I would love to get the boxing guide. Yeah. I just it seems like a pipe dream. 
but maybe Boxing one guy. day I because the box the oversized box is oh huge. yeah that's right it was oversized because it didn't that. come with a uh, manual it came with the player's guide was that the very original version that was the Earthbound? only version the only uh, version of American yeah in, in America it's just that big box that came with the guide you I never owned any of that so I can't get on myself I just wish that I had it you could have a whole so episode cool. about Earthbound and one Nintendo's ignorance of <laughs> the passion for that game that's the Two, truth the, the creator of that game and why he hasn't milked it more yeah I don't know guys definitely not uh not greedy no no <laughs> so and then another earthbound related thing i'd love to get the mother three um game boy micro that i only came out in japan it just looks really I cool didn't know that was a thing yeah it's it you have to look at a picture of it it's just really cool looking it came in a really cool box i've seen one in person once a customer at gamestop knew i loved earthbound he brought it in to show me i was really impressed wow so those those are basically all earthbound related things other than pokemon box those are probably my biggest white whales. The other thing is, I know we're really running long here, so I'll cut this short, but I am working on a complete collection of Wii U games. Oh, yes. Um, and yes. to be fair, I did a lot of that during um, Black Friday holiday shopping time, yeah. 2019, so just prior to COVID. Yeah. I did a lot of it. I cut out about half, I got about 90 games. There's 150 games it's in the collection. It's a good thing you did, because a lot of that stuff. And I did all of that for dirt cheap. But yeah. It was buy two, get two free. And I was getting games at t- for I was getting four games for ten bucks, so yeah. I cut out a lot of those games skyrocketed. Oh man! So unfortunately, there is one game that is not even supposed to be very good, <laughs> and it's called Devil's Third. Uh-huh. And I want it to com- help work towards my collection. This is probably my most obtainable white whale. Yeah. But the game is like three hundred bucks, and the weird thing about it is, I don't have any won't have anything in the collection that I won't play. Um, yeah. Like. I'm not somebody that buys something just to display. I will if I'm buying something, I'm gonna want to play it at least to try it. Yeah, I can. The, that game does not get listed. Not brand new. Yeah, every copy sealed. <laughs> so I, it's like what everybody that bought the game either that has opened it is not getting rid of it, or they've or like they've already sold it and that's that person's holding on to it. I don't yeah, know. Every copy that pops up on eBay, even at PAX, they had a couple of stores there. Somebody, a guy had a copy of it. It's uh-huh. brand new. Every copy is sealed. I don't know what, it, there's not that many copies of that game out there. I don't know how, it's like so many people bought the game and realized that, oh, it's crap. I don't need to play it. And yeah. they just never opened it. Yeah. But I guess maybe they weren't playing their Wii U's anymore. Cause <laughs> I guess nobody did. Not but. many people had Wii U's. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, I think, I feel like I have a, 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 a complete inbox one of the Zelda games that was released on Wii U, that would be, I don't know how much it's worth, probably not much, but I have it in my box of video games that it's not fully unpacked at my place. Uh, maybe it was Twilight, Twilight Princess? Was that released on? Yeah, it was one of the last Wii U games. So I feel like I have a complete in-box, unopened Twilight Princess. I meant to play it, never did. Open I'm, it and play it. Well, right, maybe I will. <laughs> it, I mean, I heard that that version was pretty good. It is... I, I do not have that. I never bought it, so it is one that I still need. It hasn't popped up in price too much, but if yours is sealed, mm-hmm. it might be worth quite a bit more. I'm yeah, not that's positive. I, I have to I'll take, I'll take a look at that. But Maybe that's how I get Box Boy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Help with it. Yeah. Oh, So on that note, we've definitely talked about collecting <laughs> and what we love about it. Mm-hmm. It's been a nice uh, session of... Um, Collectors Anonymous. Yeah, we've had a lot. We've had, we've laughed, we've we've cried. We've almost cried. We've just, we've gone all over the board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's a good time to cut it off since we've definitely gone long. Um, but I do appreciate you coming on here. I had a lot of fun, man. Good, I'm glad. And hopefully it won't be the last time. Um, there should be a lot more episodes to come and I will, Alex will definitely need more breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is so good. He, he is a good, he's a good homie. 
He's a good partner. Quite the homie. So, but if you listen to this, you have any desire to be on, you can let me know. I'm looking to add different people on here just to get diversity. And I like talking about video games with different people. So, but um, anyway, thanks again, man. I, like I said, look forward to having you on here again. Till next time. Till next time. So on that note, um, like I always say, feel free to uh, check me out on Instagram or at Twitter at Xbox, oh my Xbox, X Button Gaming. On Twitter, it's X Button Gaming 1. Um, give us a follow. And uh, yeah, until next time, remember to always press X to continue.